You're listening to Steel City Music. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Steel City Music. I'm your host, Jamie Gunner-Smith, uh, actually doing the on-location recording. I was going to do my entire show here um, last Tuesday at Lucaya Cafe, and uh, I didn't plan it out properly after I did my interview with Julie because, you know, it took some time. It was very busy, and uh, let's just put it this way. There's a lot of people talking to me, <laughs> squeegees going off. Uh, it got crazy, so I went home and did my show. But I did the interview here. But the reason why I'm back is because uh, my special guest right now, Brenna Burns, is the open mic host, and we had a quick chit-chat, I think it was just before open mic last week, and you said, hey, uh, I'm doing some recordings. Um, I'm going to be working with Jim Witter. Uh, I have stuff going on again in music and that. And I'm like, yeah, I guess we haven't chatted in two years. At least. During COVID would have been the time. Did we? I think so we did. You've got a better, better you, memory than me. <laughs> yeah, because you said, you, I think you were doing like, like like some online stuff, I think, mm -hmm. that you were doing. So that's what it was. But hey, Brenna Burns, uh, welcome to Steel City Music again, buddy. Thanks for having me back. This is great. Uh, I'm uh, I'm so happy that uh, you and I are doing this Um I was kind of not, I wouldn't say I was like giddy, <laughs> but um, I had fun telling my wife today what type of personality you are. Cause she said to me, she goes, well, who's this Brenna girl? And I go, oh, well, she does the open mic thing. When I first met her, she was like a singer songwriter. She was doing the open mic thing years ago at Lucaya. And then she had this kind of like hippie vibe about her, right? Which is back then would be a fair assessment because she had like long hair and you're doing the singer. Singer thing, like, yeah, you know, she's kind of cool, but she's got that kind of like this little East End Hamiltonian thing to her <laughs> that where she could just, like, if you said something sideways, you'd be kind of like, okay, we're going to get into a fight. And, I, and I, I thought that was, I find that charming because it's like my wife. My wife's like, is she like me? I go, yeah, kind of in a way. There's a, you know, this might be this East Hamilton Sicilian kiss of death happening if you keep chirping. So, yeah, you know, and I meant that, I meant that in all, in all the compliments as well. So last time we were talking, of course, I said COVID. And we were talking online because we were doing the Zoom thing. And you were doing some shows online and some other stuff. And you weren't, we weren't in a spot where you could be doing um, recording. And you were doing like, I think every Sunday at 11 a.m. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was like a little bit of therapy, I thought. It was Sundays, it was 11 o'clock, there was a coffee in your hand. Um, and you were doing live streaming through your phone, yeah, either Facebook or Instagram, one of the two. And I thought, well, that's really cool because I find stuff like that was helpful to people who want to connect, but also helpful for yourself. 100%. It yeah. was essential to feel somewhat connected. Yeah. You know, and it was, we were so lucky at the very least, you know, that we had that kind of uh, mechanism to use, you know, being able to go online and then all of a sudden be in touch with people who I hadn't seen for three, four months. And not just that, but then to be able to reach and connect with people all over the world. But you weren't, you weren't, like, I mean, none of us were, I mean, it'd be very hard for anyone to say, well, I saw that coming because it just, it wasn't coming for us. Like, I mean, it, because you're a very social person like myself and you're doing open mics and you're doing all this playing and everything. And then just to have that cut off, you know, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just weird. Yeah. You know, it was a weird feeling. So I'm glad that you did it and everything. So, but then you stopped because it was every, every week it was a commitment. Yeah, I think I probably kept it going for close to a year with the occasional Sunday off. 
maybe not quite that long, but definitely eight months or so. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, it was, it got to be a lot and people were starting to move on and getting to, um, what I think that was the first, it was around the time that the summer opened up for the first time. So probably would have been 2022 Yeah. and people were getting out and getting social again. And it just, the need wasn't there for myself or I think for the audience anymore in the same way. Here's a weird question. Mm-hmm. Um, my buddy Max Ray, you ever see? You yep. probably know Max. Max and I had this discussion about COVID. During that time, we were laughing about it because it's like here's an opportunity to really hone your craft or write music, or do absolutely nothing. <laughs> Where did you fall? Pretty much. Well, I learned some covers. Um, I was able to do that, especially through the copy and covers. So yeah. there was a little bit of creativity and my, some of my skill level improved as a result in terms of guitar playing and accompaniment. But I couldn't do anything creative. I was completely yeah. uh, creatively kind of paralyzed. I didn't, I didn't write a thing. Was it because you were everything was just so topsy-turvy and you were out of your element or do you need a a process of like, I need a little bit of more stability in my life to actually put some lyrics down, that sort of thing. I think it was that I had been on this big trajectory beforehand. I had had this band and I had had a tour in like the early planning stages of the tour, which was really, really exciting. Uh, We were just about to go into the studio. Literally, we were supposed to be in the studio March, I think, 22nd through 28th and March 16th or whatever. Uh, we got the word that COVID was happening and everything was shutting down. So right before the pandemic hit, I was on this big arc kind of upwards energetically, musically speaking. Right. And then, yeah, we just hit the pandemic. Everything stopped. And I had a whole whirlwind of things happen emotionally and energetically as a result. Um, For the first time in my life, I was able to stop. And I've never had a vacation like that, like that, you know, where I had time to do what I want with my day. And instead of doing creative things musically, I chose to walk and play with my dog and color in adult coloring books, which I haven't picked up since the fourth week of the pandemic. You, uh, you laugh about that, but that's a great mindfulness exercise that yeah. I learned about. Um, my wife, Lori, well, came home with a bunch of them. She's like, here, start coloring. I'm like, I don't think I'm at that stage. <laughs> but she was doing it. And then I started too. I'm like, yeah. It's pretty great. I get it. Right? You know, I get it. This is I haven't colored anything in years, but like, you know, when we just we just sit and chat and everything yeah. and go, and then I look at her right in the eye and go, What's next? Are we doing puzzles next? I don't know. Is that <laughs> like is that what happens? But so you 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 took that time to just reset. I, to I do other basically things. got four weeks that I was told by the government, you cannot work. And that was the first time in my life since I was 14 years old that I didn't work. Sure. And um After that, I was back to work and I was busier than I'd ever been for the whole rest of that two years until I ended up taking my maternity leave. I was busier and busier and busier with my day job. So I just didn't have the time or energy at all to put towards music. And since then, I've taken a step back. My life has changed. I have a baby now. Um, So the music's starting to come back in with a little bit of breathing room. Well, you've answered my next question. So now that you have a... a some stability. Now you can do a little bit more on the creative music side of things. Um, 
have you been writing new material? Yeah. 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 So where are you where are you finding your inspiration from that? Um, many different places. I think uh, one of the big ones that I've noticed is having having a baby and and going through that pretty fundamental life change has given me lots of material mm -hmm. uh, to write about. So I have quite a few new songs about what that experience has been, but also things that have come up unexpectedly. I just wrote an ode to my father, uh, North End Hamilton boy from, right. from Belfast who moved over in the 50s, uh, lived a pretty rough and tumble life. And, sure. and I thought, yeah, you know what? I'm going to write a song to my dad. And um, they're kind of hitting me from all directions. Is that a result of the age that you're at now, where you're at in your life, that you were able to do that? Or could you not do that earlier because you were a different person then? I think earlier I was spending a lot of time focused, and I think a lot of songwriters, not all by any means, but a lot of songwriters um, start their careers writing about a very interpersonal kind of uh, reflection. So like about relationships, about the people that sure. they're engaging with, the relationships that they're having. And then I guess as you, like you write what you know, right? So as you grow, I heard, I think I heard a quote, I wish I could say who, who it's from, but that the idea is that you start writing about your own experience and you end up writing about everybody else's experience sure. as yeah. you go through your arc. And so that's kind of what I'm starting to do now is move a little bit away from just my own experience and writing about my own experience and starting to write um, based on the other things that I'm taking in from the people that I see. Sometimes I'm struck. I was just on a uh, go train on my way to a Jays game and had uh, lyrics come up from a conversation oh, yeah. that was happening uh, and quickly scribbled them down and got a melody while I was in the bathroom before the game, you know? Oh, so you ran in the washroom and you and you you, you set it into your phone? 100%. Yeah. You got to grab it while you can. Otherwise, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I laugh about that because years ago, I uh, did an interview. I, I've talked to s several people since then, but uh, one of the, the one the Dunlop brothers out of Hamilton, the, he was the one, it always stayed with me where he said, uh, I go, what's the process of you guys writing it? And he goes, I just talk on my phone constantly. <laughs> it's like, even if I'm at dinner or I'm at, like, whoever he's hanging out with, all of a sudden I'll just turn to the side and go, dab -a -dab -a -dab -a -dab, like, like whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then the brother chimed me, he goes, yeah, and then I get to hear all of this and then we got to put music to it. Like, well, like whatever it is. Like, <laughs> That's, That's brilliant. That is, I mean, you're doing essentially the same thing, but um, I'm just kind of wondering, uh, also the, uh, you said that, okay, sure. You write about what you know, and then you, mm -hmm. now you're writing about what you hear and you're taking in other impressions. Um, but has, um, the creative process in regards to like the warmth of a song or anything been changed because of the child? Hmm. Like, do you, do you know what I mean? Like when, sometimes when you're writing music, it's just like, this is wrong, that's wrong, and then now I have this child. I mean, you answered it kind of in a way, but I'm just wondering if this new material that's coming out will, will have a softer tone to it. Um, I think there will likely be less me melancholia. Let's knock on wood for me, everyone, please. <laughs> Keep your fingers crossed. Um, I'm at a really happy place in my life uh, all, all around. I've, I've spent a lot of time really happy uh, with my job and with who I am and with this and that. But every all like a lot of pieces have fallen into place for the time being. And I think that that um, is different. It's been it's been like several years of not having heartbreak or heartache or that's or, a great feeling 
It, it is a weird <laughs> feeling. I'll take it. I'll take more yeah, and more absolutely. of it. Yeah. But yeah, it's a bit of an adjustment after after a long time spent. Uh, the, the reason I started writing music, we may have talked about this years ago, was uh, I was a teenager going through a really difficult time. I had been um, in the hospital a little bit for um, suicidal ideation and mm-hmm. for um, uh, some other problems related to my mental health. And I had I stumbled upon the guitar and started writing and started using it as a form of therapy. So for a really long time, my music's been expressive therapy. And now that I'm in a really healthy space, I guess that's finally freeing up the, the time and the energy right. mentally to look elsewhere for inspiration. I don't just have to process and externally digest for my audiences, my internal, you know, strife. But you, as you just said, you're in a happy place. You're in a happy space right now. So there's no like demand for you to like come out with this, like I, this music that's going to like all of a sudden change your world in regards. I mean, it'd be nice if like money came in and you got like a a nice deal. Sure. Record deal. We're not going to turn it down. (laughs) But you're in a happy place, though, so it's yeah. bringing you that. So that, that's very cool. Yeah. yeah. You're, if you're just tuning in now, you're listening to Steel City Music. I'm your host, Jamie Gunner-Smith. My special guest right now is Brenna Burns. Uh, we're doing a, having a little chit-chat uh, down at Lucaya Cafe, located on Upper Wellington here in Hamilton. 592 As, Upper Wellington. 592 Upper Wellington. And do you think I could have get Julie last time to say the actual address? She goes, we're located in between. I'm like... <laughs> okay, Julie. <laughs> we're right across the street from the radio station, 92 Grand. That's right, just and, yeah. between Brucedale and Queensdale. Yeah, we're yeah. just on the east hand or the west hand side. Yeah, well, she, she, that was a very smart radio plug for her, though, because that makes sense when you're driving up. Exactly. It really does. <laughs> uh, open mic is tonight, starts at uh, 7 o'clock every Tuesday. Julie mentioned that there might be some stuff happening on Thursdays uh, as well. Yeah, we're definitely, basically, Julie and I worked, uh, n- uh, there were uh, some other hosts before. Um, this entire thing was conceived between Julie and uh, Deeps, yep. Steve DiPiante. Um, uh, that was, I don't know, I think about seven years ago. And then uh, after his career started uh, moving a different direction, he had some other obligations. Uh, Dave Pomfret took over the right. hosting for a few years. Yep. And then I think I've been hosting for about four and a half, five years. And we've been really working hard to cultivate um, an amazing music scene, you know, with music listeners, real music appreciation, uh, uh, real warmth uh, mm-hmm. to the events that we hold here. And there's been more and more and more and more and more interest coming in from musicians wanting to use the space to promote their music. So Julie thought, why not open up if, if we can find a way to swing it, get it open Thursday nights, throw a couple of small music events and see see what takes. Some per- some I'd like to see concerts. something outside. In the oh, summer. 100%. That's, that's in that the works. That back patio so, is very nice. So. Uh, if you are interested, um, it's a beautiful patio. It's an amazing vibe. We will definitely have some music events happening this summer. So definitely check out Lucaya Cafe on uh, Facebook and on Instagram. You can also follow me. I will be plugging any of those events. Okay. That's Brenna Burns on, on Facebook or Instagram. I don't mean to jump back and forth, but... Um, Please, I'm I probably would... taking us all no, over. No, 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 no. I actually, I, I should... I transition the wrong way um we didn't talk about i mean we were talking about the new music and the writing and the changes everything that you've been going through um as a songwriter um but who are you going to be recording with uh, what's 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 the dealio on that well i don't know for the next album entirely 
what we'll be doing with that. Um, I am looking to get my band back together for the first time in two years. Uh, so that'll be pretty exciting. I can't wait to see them. And um, we'll figure out after we get the new material worked out what we're doing for the next full length release. But I will be releasing a single, my song Colorado. And that uh, is being done with Jim Witter, a Hamilton-based okay. singer-songwriter and musician uh, up here uh, in, in the neighborhood and uh, just a fabulous guy. He heard the song one day actually at the open mic. He had popped right. in with his son, heard the song, and fell in love with it and said, I want to record that for you That's one day. Great. And then two and a half years later, we did. <laughs> That's awesome that you made that connection. But you also made another connection that I found really interesting that, uh, afterwards. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, when I was up here, I was chatting with Julie and I, and I said, okay, so like who, what music should I throw in this for the radio? And she mentioned, and I said, of course, I was going to put Deeps in and Pomfret and yourself. And then she mentioned a, a kid's name, Keaton Ty. Keaton Ty, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I had to ask her twice. I didn't know if I heard it correctly. I went home and I was putting it together. Uh, I was listening to him on Spotify and I think he's a Mohawk College. Is he a Mohawk College music grad? Uh, I'm maybe. Guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Julie, I know he's a music grad, but I couldn't remember which program it was um, through. I heard that kid stuff, and I'm like, holy smokes! Right? He's really good. like unreal. And you had the opportunity to sing on one of his tracks, apparently that's coming out or something. Am I or am I reading into something? No, I think I. It was I was singing with him here. Oh, here. Julie says yeah. you were singing with him here, but you didn't do any recordings with him as of yet. No, but hint, hint, wink, wink. Get on that. This is yeah. for you, Keaton. Uh, I'm going to tag he, you Does in he this. still pop by on the oh, Tuesdays? Oh, heck yeah. Not yeah. all the time. Um, but we do see him and we certainly stay in, in contact. I think he'll be coming in for a show sometime in the next, I don't know, three months. Yeah. Uh, we'll be having him in. Um, so, it's, yeah. It's fun when you run across music like that. It's fun to find out that those type of people are going to open mics. Because whenever someone says open mics... You never know what you're going to get. You'll, exactly. You'll get someone at a, at, a, at, a, at a basic level, and that's cool. Um, and then people are just learning how to do something. But then when, you, when you're when you not expecting someone to come in that polished sounding out of nowhere, it's just like, it's, it's just, whoa. Like, that's one of the things I love about this open mic specifically is how eclectic the group is and, yeah. and the type of people who end up coming. I mean, we've had people, musicians who've heard about it and had it recommended who are on their way through tour yeah. who stop, you know, and they think, oh, great, it's. Tuesday night, we got nothing going on. Let's let's yeah. go up and play. We have people travel in from Kitchener. We have people travel in from Waterloo, Woodstock, St. Catharines, Niagara, uh, Burlington, Oakville. Some of them weekly, you yeah. know, which is just amazing. But it doesn't stop here for you, though, because you've done some other open mics around town as well. Like yeah. recently, you've, you've done, I think, a couple Sundays uh, at the uh, Casbah Lounge. Did you Yes, not? Yeah. I host a uh, an open mic the third Sunday of every month, and that's from 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Yeah. And uh, although it's a new baby and we're, we're slowly watching it build, I'm really hoping to uh, cultivate a songwriter open mic out of that uh yeah we have a couple young talented mohawk students who come in uh who play who have played the last couple who have just amazing innovative stuff um and and i just i would really like to create kind of what we've done here at the open mic you know in a totally different environment and be able to 
do that same thing, especially in the Casbah Lounge, because it's a bit more intimate than the main room. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a great feel. It's got great lighting. It's got great sound. Um, and and just really try to get a listening audience. Like, I would love if people would start coming. And, well, Andrew and, Bentley was doing, is yeah. doing a songwriter in the round, yes. which is basically the Nashville style, Americana, song, exactly. story, next person, song, story, that sort of thing. So It's interesting. I actually just talked to Brody this past Sunday, which was our last show, about about maybe moving to Nashville style for the rounds mm-hmm. uh, of the open mic to kind of give it more of that uh, songwriter feel, you know? So we'll see. It's it's a moving beast. Well, there's a lot of us that, that want to know the story behind the song. Exactly. You know, I want to hear a little bit more. Like, why'd you write it? What it's about? That sort of thing. So Yeah, but, I always find that so fascinating. Especially, I, maybe it's because I'm a singer-songwriter, but I really like knowing what that processor yeah what it means to them or, or those types of things. I think, you know? I think that uh, you're bang on in that assessment as well. I love finding out this is a story about so-and-so or about this and that. And it just, to me, it adds to the, adds especially to the if they're like, you know, I'm, I'm really dr- driven by music and uh, sorry, by the lyrics. Of course, I love great melodies. I love great changes. But when I hear great lyrics or a beautiful turn of phrase or, or expression, I always find that really interesting to see how it landed on me as a listener versus where it comes from for the songwriter. Because often they're very different places, you know, because you're you're inputting your own um, experiences onto somebody else's framework. The other the other thing on the other side of that is when you as a listener hear all these lyrics and they mean something to you that was never intentional. From the songwriter, yeah, and then they're looking, and then and for some, they come, they come up to you, and they go, "This song did this, this, this," and you're like, "Uh huh, yeah, that okay." Is not what that meant, <laughs> not what that meant, but but and but to to fix that, I saw an old interview, and I mentioned this before in the air, I think a thousand times over. I was like, "This 2020 years ago, uh, Bob Dylan was on, and he was being interviewed, and he was like in a camper of all things, and he he said, you know, in this Bob Dylan way about him." <laughs> He's just like, you know, people come up to me all the time and say that this song means that, that means that. He goes, it, it, it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. So my whole thing is, is that I want two things to happen. Either you really, really like it or you really, really hate it. If you don't really, <laughs> really like it and you don't really, really hate it, I didn't do my job. Right. Yeah, there has to, like, there's no in between with Bob. It's right. just like, this is it. There's the, there's the barometer of my writing and, and yeah, that's, that's it. That's cool. You know? I thought that was, I thought it was like, there's a guy who's been around for a while. And of course, that was must have been in the late '80s. Shows you how old I am to watch that <laughs> as a kid. And then now he's probably still playing. I wonder if he still thinks the same. I think our next project is that we got to get a hold of Bob Dylan and uh, <laughs> asking those questions, friend. Maybe have him come Burning over for an open mic night. Well, I, what else could we do on a Tuesday night but hang out with Bob Dylan? Then he wouldn't have to listen to me and my renditions of his songs. We could just listen to him. Do listen it. to him do it. Okay. Well, <laughs> thanks for the time, buddy, and uh, thanks for coming on uh, Steel City Music. Thank you so much. Steel City Music.